Right, nothing at all. Uh, we need to ask ourselves that. But, but, but we, we answer that question properly and right, but, but I think sometimes we, in our, the way we live and the way we respond to things, we think maybe there's just something God can't do. Or maybe we come under the category of, I know God can, but I know he's able. But whether he will or not, we don't know. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I want our faith to get to the point, Brother Jerry, where we're like, you know, I, 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 know, what God, I know what God can do, and I know what he will do. Right. Didn't, didn't the Bible say that he would withhold no good thing from us? Do, do you ever just reason with God? I'm not, I'm not asking to be, uh, you know, go before God with, a, you know, just an attitude of just what's going on. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that. But once in a while, I, I saw Abraham reason with God. Amen. God, you're going to destroy the righteous with the wicked? <laughs> what about this? Just before that, Abraham said, I've taken it upon me to speak unto the Lord who am but dust and ashes. But once in a while, you keep your place. You know who we are and who he is and where he is. But you still say, God, you know, what, what would be wrong with blessing Brother Young? I do this. I do this pretty regular. What a, what a good man. What a good family. Why, why would you not pour out a blessing upon them? I'm just using him because he's right up on the front. Amen. But a lot of you, I do that. I do that with God. God, is there some reason why you wouldn't bless Brother Sawingo? I need to know this, God. We're friends, remember? And you're my friend that sticks closer than a brother, and you said you would withhold no good thing from me? I just need to know this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? And God responds. Hallelujah. If we stay distant and he's way off on a cloud somewhere up on a throne, then, then that's, that's where the enemy and the flesh would put him. But you bring him right here where you are. In fact, I felt him slip his arm around me today. Hallelujah. I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. People walk away from you, folks. You don't, you don't believe. Listen, you make a Bible, you mess up, especially you leaders. You just mess up. You can do it in ignorance. You can do it any way you want. Guess what? People are like, well, I don't know whether they think we're supposed to be, you know, angelic or what. <laughs> the truth is, can I just come down a notch or two for some of you? Just, we're just exactly like you are. We fight the same devils. That you, we just have a different calling on our life. Right. No different. So we just make mistakes. We put our foot in our mouth. The whole deal. But people will walk away from you. Hallelujah. But don't, we walk, don't walk away from them. Can we do this right and say this? Let me finish that. Don't give up on them just because they gave up on you. Don't do it. Keep praying for them. Keep believing God for them. Keep trusting God for them. Just keep praying good things on them. Praise God. I got to preach here. Genesis 26 and 25. One verse. whole lot of stuff before and after. But I'm trusting a lot of you here. And by the way, thank you for coming, showing up. Amen. Looks looks skimpy there for a while. It getting got a little better as time went on. Amen. And you at home, God bless you. Love you so much. Amen. We want to bless you too. Amen. Genesis twenty six twenty five. Amen. And he building an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants 
digged a well. That's King James language there. Amen. But, but excuse me, don't have COVID. I just got allergies, all right? Bless you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whole lot to preach about Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. Praise God. A lot of preaching material that I'm going to have to just kind of sort through and sift through and get through and maybe not even touch some of it. Amen. Isaac knew what it was about. Amen. Not only to go to an altar and lay a land. Isaac was on the altar himself. You remember when God, never in the Bible, everywhere did God ever require a human sacrifice. Now the heathens did. Amen. Those nations around them that did not believe in the one God, Jehovah, they did give their babies up, amen, to be burned, amen, to Molech and those false gods. But never, ever did God ever require a human sacrifice, amen. Our God never did that. But he told Isaac, he, I mean, he told Jacob, I'm, I'll get it right in a minute, amen. Abraham, take thy son, and he only had one, thine only son, Isaac, and take him to a mountain that I will let you know about where it's at. Amen. And offer him up there for a burnt offering. This was the guy right here. All right. Whole long story, beautiful, touching story. Amen. But God decided not to let him do it. I think it was all in the plan of God. I think God did him just like he does us sometimes. Will you give me everything that you have? That was, the, that was the best thing. That was the promise from God. And here God is asking it back. I think what he wanted to do is just see if Abraham really would do it. I think God was having another one of those conversations with Satan. And Satan was probably bragging like he normally does. Hey, look at my people. Some of your people won't even come to church. Some of your people won't even pay their finances to the church. Some of your people, you know, there's a whole list of stuff that, that, that he can throw at the people. But he said, guess what my people do? My people give their, they give human sacrifices. And I think God just said, hey, Satan, watch this. You think you're so smart? Abraham, take that only boy that you got. Take him and offer him up for a burnt offering. And the Bible said Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled the donkey, took his servants, amen, and took that boy with him. Didn't even know where he was going. He went out in faith, in obedience to God. Oh, my goodness, what would happen to us if we just went ahead and stepped out by faith? This is what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to follow. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm just going to keep on doing the right thing. But God wouldn't let him kill that boy. And here he is right now. Amen. Abraham's son, Isaac. Oh, and there's some principles here. Amen. This man, Isaac, lived through some things that are so very typical of what we face today. Principles. Everybody say Principles. Amen. You, they, a principle is just something that's there. It'll be there all the time. All right? Amen. Like his father Abraham, he lived in a tent. He dug wells and built altars everywhere he went. I want to preach to you today about an altar, a tent, and a well. And again, each one of these could be broken down and some teaching and training, but could be done on every one of them that we don't have long enough to do here today. We don't have enough time. However, you'll get the gist of what this means here. Praise God. Isaac's lifestyle and those things that he deemed important and significant can teach us some core values and principles that will keep us safe 
in times of trouble. And trouble will come, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. It may be smooth now, today. You may have money in the bank today. I don't know. Listen, folks, our money market, I, listen, in 1929, I know that's a long time ago, but the market crashed. People didn't know what to do. Amen. But you know, it's been so long, we don't think it could happen right now. But you know that we're just, I, we're just printing money every day. Just printing money. And it's getting worth less and less and less. And go to the grocery store if you don't believe that. Go to the gas pump. Inflation is, is, is going up. It's just a piece of paper if they don't have enough gold and silver to back it up. And so and sooner or later, you know, they can just keep pulling strings and keep doing, making adjustments and changing the figures. And it, it, Listen, we, I don't know if you trust in money. I know we need it. We've got to pay the mortgage. We've got to pay the car payment. We've got to buy groceries. Amen. We don't know. And I'm not a doomsday preacher. I'm just simply telling us some things we trust in and we depend on. And, and we can't wait till we check the bank account. And listen, that could be gone in one day. You could wake up in the morning. There's no electricity. I say it all the time. If the, if the power grid goes out, and they've been saying for decades now, that would be the easiest thing for the terrorists to hit. Hit the power grid. Guess what? I'm going to drive out and get me a little gasoline at least. Uh, yeah, the gas pump run on electricity. I'm going to go get me some produce. We keep all of that if it's not in a can. Amen. Or if it's not dried, we can't, you know, it'll, it'll be gone in a little while. Because all those refrigerators and areas and all that milk, amen, it'll ruin it a little while. If no, I mean, so everything within a few days, a few weeks at least, it would, be, it would totally change how we live our life and those things we just depend on and we take for granted. Hallelujah. Just a touch of that. Hallelujah. The altar in Isaac's life, amen, remember he built altars and dug wells, lived in a tent. Amen. The altar in Isaac's life testified of worship, sacrifice, amen, and consecration. Everywhere he went, where he pitched that tent, because they were nomads. They were, they were shepherds, and they moved the herds because that's where the grass was. And, and they would eat up all the grass, the cattle and the sheep. And so they had to move, so they moved to a distant place, and they would pitch the tent, dig another well, and build another altar. Hallelujah. That was their lifestyle. That was the principle. Hallelujah. The tent testified of how temporary life really is. In fact, the Bible in one place called this, this body that we live, that we all have here, an earthly tabernacle. And you know what a tabernacle is? It's a tent. And you know what a tent is? A tent is temporary. Yes, it is. We're not always going to be here. Even if God doesn't come back by way of rapture. Amen. If he doesn't come back, we're going to die anyway. After a few years, that'll be the end of the world for us, just about it, all right? So, yeah, so, so we, we, we can't, we are temporary here. Hallelujah. He was looking for a city, amen, who was built by God. Hallelujah. That's what the scripture said. He was journeying, amen, to his real hope, his real peace, amen, and everlasting residence. Hallelujah. That's where he was going. This is just temporary. Can I get an amen out of somebody? Amen. You get, and I'm going to tell you, you get old quick. Didn't you hear me? I said, you'll get old quick. Your young days will pass by quick. Do what you can for God. Amen. The well represented a source of refreshment and sustenance. Let me just stop on this well right here. Amen. 
Listen, you can get God anywhere you want, anywhere you can really. You can do it at home. Amen. But the church, the meeting place, the temple, the synagogue, the tabernacle in the wilderness, God always had a meeting place. Always had that. Had a coming together place, a gathering place. Always. There's something special. You can get at church that you can't get anywhere else. God chooses that. He chose that throughout the scripture here. Amen. So let me just, let me just do this. Uh, for some of you that feel like you can just make it. I don't know who may be listening somewhere out there, but let me help you out a little bit. For everything in the spirit, or let me just turn that around. Everything that you can see and touch and feel with your natural eye, every natural thing that you can see, it's there. We got this pulpit. It's made out of wood and whatever else is in there. Amen. So I can see that. Amen. For everything it's natural, there is a spiritual that you cannot see. There's spiritual food and there's natural food. There's, spiritual, there's natural water that you drink. I just took a sip of water. It sure tasted good. Amen. Earlier. And uh, I'll need some more in a little while. But there's spiritual water. Jesus, Jesus told the lady at the well, if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. But let me, let me just let me ask. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to make a point here. Why don't we just get a good long drink of water today? Natural water. I'm talking about natural water. Just get you a good drink. Eat a lot today. Eat you a big meal today. And then don't eat any more until next Sunday. And don't drink any more until next Sunday. Just stop it. Because that's what some people do with, the, with spiritual things. Get a good meal. We just got... You just got a meal, and this was so good, and, and we just and we didn't come back no more. Let me tell you, I'll answer that for you. I don't have to. You got it. You, you would it wouldn't be long. You'd be just really in a bad mood. You have to get you some water to drink. You have to get you some food, something. And all you picky eaters that all just eat just certain things. Guess what? You gobble up just about anything. You get hungry enough, you'll eat it. All right. Amen. That's what happens when you've been away from church a while. Amen. When it becomes spiritual drink. It becomes spiritual food. Oh, what a wonderful service we had. Oh, how God moved in our midst. We don't care what songs they played and sung. But the picky ones, they're not really hungry and they're not really thirsty. I'm just telling us, you can't make it off of one meal a week. You can't make it off of one drink of water a week. Naturally or spiritually. That's why we have to get to the house of the Lord. Some people hadn't realized this. Some people hadn't dawned on this. They don't know they're backslidden. Hallelujah. And I'm not telling you that either. You just have to figure that out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The well represented the source of refreshment and sustenance. Ladies and gentlemen, amen. There must, there's much to be said concerning the journey we're on and the battle we fight. Battles, plural, that we fight. Amen. And the giants seem to get bigger and meaner. And the walls get higher until we're intimidated by them and afraid. Am I telling the truth or what? Amen. Fear will hinder your faith. In fact, it will stop you wherever you are. You can't, get, you can't make any progress. Amen. It will put brakes on you. It will put shackles on you. It will shut you down spiritually. Amen. Your spiritual progress will be zero. Amen. Fear will cut off. Amen. Cut you off from what God intends for you to have and be. 
Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. The enemy will win. Did you hear me? I said the enemy will win unless we get an understanding of these basic principles of altars, tents, and wells. We have to have all three of these things. We have to have an altar of prayer, a place where we can fall on our face before God, bring our troubles, cast our cares upon Him. That's why, and, and probably I'm speaking to all leaders here, I'm assuming, amen, the crowd is so thin today, all leaders. Listen, you need to beat a path to this altar before church even starts. You need to get accustomed and used to this place. I saw Brother Young come in. We were already praying before church. Like we always do, all right? I saw Brother Young make his way right on up here, amen, to the altar. I'm thinking, well, thank God there's a man who knows where the power is, amen. And not only that, you couldn't be a better leader than to lead other people to the altar. Praise God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. These things are important. I know I hit them so hard, and I won't quit driving that nail because we all need this. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, amen. Remember, our weapons are not carnal. Amen. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what we're getting to, folks. You make a few steps naturally. Amen. It will put you in a position spiritually. And that's where Paul is trying to get us to right here. Amen. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Our weapons are not carnal. But it's supernatural. It's spiritual. Amen. Jesus left us a, a direct order to go into the world and reap the harvest. Amen. Let's be honest. Our neighbors are lost. Listen, there's, there's times, it's been a while, but there's been times that I want to just throw in the towel. I'm just tired of dealing with people. I'm tired of giving my, my best. I'm tired of giving all my money to the church. I'm tired of just, I'm just, I'm just tired of, but I can't. Why? Because my neighbor needs the Holy Ghost. What's my neighbor going to say when I quit going to church? What's my neighbor going to say when I get mad at the preacher? What's my neighbor going to listen? Are you? Yeah, I am mad. I'm mad at this one. I'm mad at that one. In fact, I used to go play golf. I never did it, but I dreamed about it. I thought about writing a few people's name on the golf ball and putting it down there. <laughs> and just see how far I could drive it. And I got pretty good there for a while. I never did that, but I thought about it. You know why? Because I'm human. Praise God. Praise God. I can't give up because my children are not where they need to be with God. And some of y'all can relate to me with that right now. We've got plenty of reason, amen, to hang in here and fight the good fight of faith. What are you doing? I'm just digging another well right here. I'm not leaving till I hit water. Hallelujah. Amen. So we got, we got alcohol problems, drug problems still working. Amen. They're still in our community ruining the lives of people. So, Brother Jerry, we can't quit. God called us into this thing and he's testing us and trying. Why don't we just sleep in today? It would be a good day to just rest. I can't do that. It wouldn't be a very good example to the people who are looking for somebody, amen, to just not call themselves be, to be a Christian and a believer, but just really be a Christian. And y'all know that list? I mean, just do that. Y'all, when I'm gone, y'all be say, "Man, he kept talking about that list." We got a list of important things we got to do. We got families. I understand that. You can't lay in the bed. You got to. You got to get up. You got to go to school. You got to go to work. You got to. I understand all of that. So we got a list of things. Where's Jesus on that list? Where's your church on that list? Don't raise your hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. You just figure that out. Let me tell you something. 
God will not play second fiddle to anybody. He's going to be number one or he'll be nothing. And we have a choice, God. I'm going to put you right here. When I wake up in the morning, oh, God, I thank you for another day. Thank you for a good night's rest. Thank you, Lord, for good things that you're about to do. You promised good things. I'm laying claim to them. I'm blessing our people. I'm blessing everybody I come in contact with. Hallelujah. But, folks, listen. Our country is in a free fall in terms of moral values. I mean, none today. Almost zero. I mean, people, it's summertime. It's hot. I understand. Amen. But some ladies don't wear enough to flag a freight train. There's just nothing there. They need nothing for the imagination. And the Bible does have a modesty message. Dress in modest apparel. It's not all of it. I'm not going to hammer on that. I think you're smart enough to get it. But, but you know, there's, there's, there's a shift even in our churches away from spiritual and holy. It's replaced by talent. It's placed by special lighting. Amen. Entertainment. Just plain and maybe just plain laziness. Oh, you don't have to do that. God paid it all. Hallelujah. Yeah, he did. Praise God. Praise God. But he asked us to go to work. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And guess what that got Noah? A job. Hallelujah. Found grace. What did the Bible said? Way, way, way back in the Old Testament. Somebody said amen. I'm, I, I, I'm moving on here. All right, I'm going to try not to keep you a long time. Amen. Folks, listen. In order for us to withstand the tide, we have to get supernatural. We have to contact the super, the spiritual. That's why Jesus said, Nicodemus, you must be born. Everybody say must. must. That means you have to. You must be born again of water and spirit. You have to do it. He didn't say, oh, by the way, it'd be nice if you got baptized. Oh, wow, it'd be nice. No, none of that. It's, you must do this. Why? Because we have to have help. Amen. Again, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's, it's spiritual things. It's a spiritual battle. Amen. Amen. And, and this is where the altar comes in, a place of prayer. In Mark chapter 9, the disciples were not able to cast out demons, a demon out of a young boy. Remember that? Verse 25, Jesus rebuked the dumb and deaf spirit. I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Verse 28, and when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer, watch this, and fasting. Now, in the, do you know that the NIV, in the NIV, it leaves out fasting? Just, just so you little note, okay? Just a little note for some of you. I like the NIV. I look at it sometimes. But you've got to be careful with these, these versions. Somebody said that NIV means the nearly inspired version. I'm not sure if that's what that means. Or not, but kind of maybe it does. All right, but it leaves out the fasting. Let me tell you, God's original text did not leave out fasting. Why? Because it's important. My body hates it. I hate fasting. I've never learned to love it. Amen. And so pick you a fast day during the week. I confess I've slacked up on fasting. I, I say I use my health issues, my Medicaid. Listen, there's, ever, there's a list of stuff, Brother Thompson, we always have it. I don't know if I can do this or not. I'm sick. My doctor wouldn't like me to do this. Listen, we got to figure out a way to give up some meals. Right. Somebody said, I get a headache when I fast. That's the whole purpose. <laughs> I, get I get sick in my stomach. Well, yeah. That's the suffering. 
That's part of it. It's not fun to fast. But pick you a day. Because let me tell you, once in a while there's going to be a demonic spirit. It'll rise up. Oh, hallelujah. It's so nice if you can look back and say, God, you know, I fasted this week. I did. And say, I'll take authority over you in the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus said the problem was with his disciples. Amen. We get things at an altar, amen, that we cannot get anywhere else. That's why that when we wake up in the morning, amen, be honest, we've got troubles and battles and all kinds of stuff. Listen, I've got to get to the house of the Lord. I've got to know how to answer these questions. I've got to know how to deal with these situations. Amen. <clears throat> Sacrifice was made. But, but this is where the fire falls too. Praise God. Amen. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming after me, speaking of Jesus Christ. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You get that at an altar of baptism. Amen. Listen, do you feel helpless and powerless against the forces of the world? I'll answer that for you. Yes, you do. I do too. Amen. I, I've got some good news for us though. Just prior to the rushing mighty wind of Pentecost was a prayer meeting. Acts, amen. Acts 1 and 14, these all continued. This is, the, we go back, this is the birthday of the church. I don't care what the denominational world tells you. Amen. If you study the scripture, Acts 2, where the Holy Ghost was poured out, this was that born again experience that God was telling Nicodemus that he had to get. Amen. All right? Amen. Amen. These all continued in the 14th verse of the first chapter of Acts with one accord in prayer and supplication. Amen. With the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Hallelujah. Acts 3 tells us of the lame man who was healed at the temple gate through the ministry of Peter and John on their way to pray. Amen. That's amazing. Amen. They had miracles before they even got to church. On the way to church, God gave them a miracle. Hallelujah. The man was healed, and he went to the prayer meeting with them. Amen. You know the story. An angel went down into the prison and led Peter out of the prison. In Acts 12 and 5, Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing. Amen. For the church unto God. They had an all-night prayer meeting. Their bishop, their pastor. Amen. Man with the keys to the kingdom was in jail. And God did a miracle. It all happened because somebody took it upon themselves, amen, to go to the Lord. I know this is pretty strong stuff for some of us today, amen, amen. But he, they just said, we've got to make a commitment here. We're going we're to show up at the church. In fact, here's what we do here. Somebody wants to pray, you can't get here on Thursday night. I'll give you a key. I'll make sure you get a key. If the church is a place you want to pray, amen. So we've had people, we still have people. They just show up all by themselves, nobody here, and they just pray for a while. Wouldn't that be something if everybody did that? Thursday night prayer. Oh, it's just been powerful. We prayed for the baptism of water. Never done this before in my life. Amen. But we put our hand down in the water. I might, it might have become holy water then. I don't know. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. And pray for that. But it, but it all takes place here. Hallelujah. Paul understood the value of an altar when he said, pray without ceasing. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray. I, listen, we need an altar. We need to understand we live in a tent, temporary, and we need a well. That well situation, you know, we turn the faucet and the water just comes out. We need that water. 
But you know where Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, where they lived over in that Middle East, it wasn't like a, oh, well, oh it would be nice to have a well. No, it, it was a must. And I think where we live, spiritually speaking, I don't think it's, it's optional. I think I have to have that spiritual water. Hallelujah. I need an altar. I need a well. Hallelujah. Amen. To get me well balanced here. And you talk about a revival. It's going to start as a personal revival. A revive simply means that we, uh, you know, we were once alive, then we died. Or we just, you know, we're in a coma or something. And we revive. That's where revival comes. And when the church has revival, then you have an influx of other people come in. Praise God. Let's have a revival. Acts 1 and 14, these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. And I gave you that scripture. Amen. Beautiful. They just, it was part of their life. Amen. David understood that praise would actually bring God Almighty into the equation. Can I, can I get an amen from that? Amen. Praise. Praise and prayer. Psalms 7 and 17. David said, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to his name. Amen. The name of the Lord most high. Sir, when you get tired of fighting the demons of alcohol and depression and loneliness, amen, and when you get sick of losing, just come to the well and get a drink of that water that you will never thirst again. Listen, listen, just plain wood and carpet and stone and whatever we have here, that's all it is. But it's been anointed with the power, amen, of the elders and the power of God is in this place. And that you can get something here that you can't get. Listen, when people come to the altar, they need to learn to expect something spiritual and unnatural and spiritual to take place in their lives. If we preach that, then it will happen. I'm preaching faith right now. I'm telling somebody, you're struggling, you're wrestling, but I'm telling you, I have what you need right now. Amen. In one word. Amen. It's J-E-S-U-S. That's all you need. It'll take care of every other problem and issue you've got. Let's stand together. I'm almost done. Praise God. Amen. Listen, if we come to this well of living water, and allow God to drive out the demons of anxiety and worry and fear, and the list goes on and on that we all struggle with and battle with. God wants to take care of this. Amen. Listen, some of us have lived in misery for so long, we don't know any other life. It's just we're comfortable in misery. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I just stopped by to tell somebody about a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Power to tread upon serpents. This is what the scripture tells us. Isaiah 40 and 29. Listen, listen to me here. Isaiah 40 and 29. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. It seems like God leans toward the weak, the undone, the helpless, the hopeless. Isn't that amazing? That's scripture. That's you know, let me, let me read, read you that again. He giveth power to the faint. Faint is like you're just almost out of it. Man, it, you, we didn't gave up. You know, we, we just helpless, hopeless. Man, I, I'm just stuck in this. I'm just here. No, 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 no. No, we're talking about something supernatural. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Anybody want some spiritual muscle? Amen. I'm going to get up from here with God's help. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I feel hope and restoration and strength 
and help from above? Any, anybody, anybody but me feeling that around the possibility of God just saying, ooh, I want to do this. I want to do this for them. I think when we praise Him, when we love Him, I, I, you know, I said, it, I said it here, I said it here to the church a time or two. During the prayer, I'm not a weeper, not a weeper. You know, I get, I get stirred up a little bit once in a while. But I, I, you know, I become the bishop and I just kind of like just, just lay the law down. But, but lately, Brother Rich, I mean, I just feel a weeping spirit come upon me. Hallelujah. Just a weeping, weeping for the people. Weeping for the revival. Hope, help, restoration, strength. Amen. That, not that we will physically get that, but a spiritual strength. Hallelujah. Comes from God. Comes from heaven. Like a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting. Couldn't deny it. It was the promise of the Father. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you. Jesus said, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. The hope of glory. You can get something in this place today, amen, that you didn't have when you got here. Amen. You might have had the Holy Ghost a while. You might have talked in tongues. You may have never had the Holy Ghost. But you can walk out these doors a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Something man didn't give you. Amen. Something the preacher didn't give you. It came from heaven. Hallelujah. Poured out upon you and you received it. Somebody said, my cup runs over. Hallelujah. I believe it was David. My cup runneth over. Be filled up with the presence of God. And when your friends see you, when your parents see you, your kids see you, they don't know. I don't know if it's happened to you. I'm pretty sure it has. It's happened to me. Amen. I don't know what it is about you. People in the world, Brother Bryant, pick up on it. I don't know what about you. Just something different about it. Well, I can tell you what it's about. It's really not me. It's that power of God that lives inside of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hadn't happened lately because we don't hardly go to hospitals anymore because of the COVID. But I remember time more than once. I remember going, which I hated hospitals, still hate them. Did it anyway. Visit people. I remember walking down... Brother Young, I'm just like a normal guy. Most of the time, lots of times, I wouldn't wear a suit and tie. Just try to get rid of this as much as I can, as often as I can. But I'm walking down, just getting to the hospital patient that I'm going to see. I'm just moving on. And walk by an open door, and somebody says, Sir, sir, sir. And I go, I'm moving, and I go, Yes, sir. Are you, a, are you a preacher? Are you a pastor? Yes, I am. Would you come pray for me, please? Yes, sir, I will. Amen. Listen, they see something. They feel something. They may not have an ounce of the Holy Ghost, but they're hurting. They're in need. They're struggling. They're battling. And you walk out among them. This is why we got to keep living right. This is why we got to keep our faith right out here where it's supposed to be. Amen. Anything can happen. Amen. I'm a conduit. Amen. I'm a vessel that God works through and uses. Amen. Hey, would you pray for me? Yes, I will. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this house today. Hallelujah. 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 Let me just say something else about Isaac. Isaac wasn't the only one to benefit from those wells. 
I preached all around this, but I just say it really clear and plain here. Anyone could come to those wells that Isaac and his servants were digging. Again, very valuable, very important. People need water to survive. You can't survive very long without water. Anybody come take a drink out of the well. Anyone could sacrifice at Isaac's altars. Build an altar. Dig a well. Amen. Come to prayer. Amen. Show up for everything. Get connected up with the church. Get side by side with people who pray and pray often. I want to get near somebody that prays. It'll rub off on you folks. But if you separate yourself for whatever reason, you'll lose that. That's just the power and authority of the world. Got a lot more to preach here. I don't have time to do it. Amen. I'm going to open this altar right now. Amen. And so let's put into practice here for the next few minutes. Amen. Come come expecting God. Amen. We prayed for somebody. Listen, somebody said, you prayed for me already. Don't matter. We're going to pray again. Hallelujah. Bring that situation. Bring that impossible thing to the altar. God, I can't do anything with this. I surrender. I totally give up. If anything happens, God, it'll be because of you because I can't do it. I can't work out this problem. But God, I know you can. You can do all things. Nothing impossible with you. Anybody believe that? Anybody? Just come on. Bring that need. Bring that problem. Bring that sickness. Bring it to the altar. Beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. God, I'm, I'm here again. Amen. Have you ever done that? I have. Over and over. Here I am again, God. Amen. We could pray a Cornelius prayer here. Just never give up. Cornelius prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And the Bible said that prayer of Cornelius came up as a memorial before God. You imagine that? Somebody said one time they was going to come to church. They came. They said they didn't even want to come, but I wouldn't shut up. And they just came just because they knew I wasn't ever going to shut up. That may be the way God will do. Like, man, that guy won't quit. He keeps asking me for his children. He keeps asking me for his neighbor. She keeps praying, praying for her husband. And God said, you know, I'm just, he, he, they just keep on, they won't quit. Memorial prayer. I'm going I'm to answer that prayer. I'm going to answer that prayer. Hallelujah. Here I am, God. You've heard this before. God, just get ready. You're going to hear it again. I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. And I'm calling names. Anybody want to pray another Cornelius prayer? Hallelujah. Amen. You can get it right now. I believe you can just claim it right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God. Amen. We come against fear. We come against doubt. We come against the spirit of failure. Amen. A, a spirit of surrender and giving up to the world. Amen. We take a hold of this God, these promises that are for whosoever will in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I release, I release the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. In this house right now. Healing, deliverance, victory. Amen. Joy, peace. Amen. Soul winning. I can win a soul. I'm going to win somebody to Jesus in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Just say yes to God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, my weakness, God. Amen. I'm weak, but thou art strong. Come on, let's just let the Spirit move. Just open up your heart and just let the Spirit come on in. That's all right. Talk in, talk in tongues. Speak in the Spirit. It's okay. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Our yes, mind is Lord. unfruitful. Amen. When we do this, but our spiritual person, amen, is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Let God in. Let God do it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. We receive God. We receive that strength, God. That determination, God. I'm not quitting, God. I'm not giving up, God. I'm getting my blessing, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just believe. Hallelujah, yes, God. Prayer. 
Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. A house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. Make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Oh, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. A house of prayer. Lord, make me Make me a house of prayer. Oh, yeah, Lord. Make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. House of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer, oh, Lord, make me a house. 
make me a house of prayer. Oh Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my own to never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. And Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. A house of prayer, a house of prayer, make me a house, make me a house of prayer, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Hallelujah, yes, Lord. 